I was just thinking about the kitsch thing and how that doesn't really relate, but it's its own thing, right? No, the kitsch thing is 100% that. Okay. Like, every single punk movement has been, like... I think I, I said <laughs> the fucking Billie Eilish doing um, tire <laughs> Yellow Ribbon right. on the old oak tree. <laughs> it's always just, like, a kernel of something seemingly dead. Right. It's given life by a younger voice, and then people act like it never existed before. Right. That's kind of what all, like, the Greek cosmology stuff I'm doing is. Right. That's the, that's the kitsch in it. You give it, yeah, a younger voice kind of reanimates it and people act like it's new. Yeah. Because <laughs> I started coming up with a song that was like such a fucking like Cat Stevens, like early Bob Dylan, like it was not a protest song, but like a blowing in the wind kind of thing. No, oh, right. I was like, this, this is kitsch. I finally did it. Yeah. <laughs> it came something, out. Something pastoral. Right. It used to be just popular music, but... It kind of got shoved into the Christian category. Right. Well, that'll be my contribution. It'll be one number of kitsch. We gotta have an unnecessary festival in one of these parks. It's so good. That's my ambition. Just get like 12 friends together. Did you ever, did you go to that one when Fian and his friends got that festival together at Horlock? No. In like 20. Oh, I think I, I think. I remember it because they were at the amphitheater. Yeah. I saw something of it. I don't, I don't have a clear memory. Yeah. It was very drinking times for me. Right, right, right. <laughs> those, uh, those memories are coming back last. <laughs> at the end. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm in my fucking early hundreds, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I did say that. Oh, man. I did start off every dollar draft by slamming my keys on the table, didn't I? <laughs> then just going, cat. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's alright. But yeah, the kitsch yeah. thing is super important. I really just want to be in some way strung out all this summer. I don't know what on yet. Create them. But I'm gonna hit it hard. Nice. And then like pretty much just after August, as soon as the last heat of the summer is dying down. Oh yeah. Just hunker down for like a week. Just write and record everything. <laughs> that sounds incredible. It's fast. Just edit it all down to under three minutes. <laughs> this is it? Yeah. I refined a year of dialectics into... Something problematic for sure. One hot half an hour, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But it'll take a while to get it. Yeah. Because the dialectics kind of live in obvious land. Right. Like, they're very explainy. That is true. So I'd like to spend some time creating a fictional river valley. Mm -hmm. And some landmarks, and then play with the scale. That's it. See what kind of stories I can make out of it. If you can make the... The sonic tones do the work. That'd be pretty. Like if people could feel it more. Yeah. I have an idea of what what equipment I'm going to use. Okay. So it, it's kind of that's the palette. Right. I'm going to keep it restricted. Pretty much just going to use guitar and fuzz and amp. Oh, okay. And just use all of my guitars. 
finally. And then use all of the keys and all of the tempos. There you go. <laughs> In half an hour. Fuck yeah. It's like anti-punk, because so much punk stuff is just the same keys. Right. Same fast. <laughs> same beat. Loud. Fuck you, I don't care about you. But also we all deserve the tax money. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Life would be better if we were equal. <laughs> if you were the fascist, I'd have everything I need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Punk really was the angry side of the if you just dialectic. Yeah. Utopia's around the corner. <laughs> if you just kick in a few bucks. A few quid. <laughs> this is an underrated corner of Horlock. Yeah. Never come this way. It is so nice to be doing this not in minus 30. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I actually think. Do you want to have G-E-E-S-E-S -E -S -E -S in your A-S-S? -S? <laughs> what? Oh, what? What? Oh, oh geese. Oh, oh, oh. okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna fly away. They're gonna fly away, right? Yeah. yeah right. That's okay. We're only here for part of the year, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I heard the geese migratory patterns are changing. What? <laughs> what? It's still a long ways away, but. Oh. Have you heard about ducks unlimited? <laughs> That's a lot of fucking ducks. For some reason you said Ducks Unlimited, I remember you had those Ducks Unlimited socks. Yeah, I think I might have them somewhere. Fucking classic, just grade 12 grad in the limo. Oh man, one of the things I'm definitely going to paint is my the absolute dereliction I live in sometimes. <laughs> just like, just the piles of stuff. Nice. I'm so glad I'm not a dirty person, I'm <laughs> just a messy person. Right. That would have been, There's, oh, probably would have lost a limb by now. <laughs> some kind of malady. I don't know what happened to my foot. It just kind of started <laughs> rotting. It started there. itching about five years ago. And <laughs> ah, oh, it was scratchy, you know. There's no problem. Better bother looking at it. Not fucking pussy or anything. Yeah. Just scratch it. Where is it? Oh, I still have it, but. Yeah, it's just, you cut it off and <laughs> kept it. Pull it out. And, <laughs> yeah, they always ask. They always bring it up, but they always ask. Do you want G E E S E in your. P-A-R-K-S. <laughs> what? <laughs> My child laying on park. <laughs> Fuck, just the other day I was thinking of that boosie clip. Take a motherfucker who's 7'5". 7'5". We need more of that. I gotta <laughs> really? open Twitter back up and just I, I hope this let is it, it flow. Like that old quote, it's like in 2012, you could you could openly tweet about how to cook crack. Yeah. Now you can't even call a fat bitch fat. I forget who said that, but... Yeah, man. Those were the times. They paved paradise. They totally did. Put up a carbon lot. <laughs> Maybe, I mean, I really don't... It's like... 
After so much of like the whole g dialect thing, it's like once the Elon thing happens, like I don't know, like I don't care. Yeah. Like it really doesn't matter at all. He's yeah. just gonna corrupt it in his own way. Yeah, when the receipts are already flowing, you don't need much else. No. Like the fact that so many people are, are treating it like anything is gonna change in any real way. Yeah. It's like it's a man-made fucking platform. People are starving, man. Yeah, really they are. They really were subsisting only on Trump. <laughs> they don't even know how to look for something else. We need another bad man. A sad man. <laughs> My dad, man. Behind the eyes. We really were onto something with those fucking Who parody songs that night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a wild one. That was... Wow, man. There was a run of Mooncast where it was like the August full moon, the September full moon, and the October one. We're just fucking. That's where it took off. Yeah, the Science Park one, that yeah. uh, that tree we took a picture of. I'm gonna turn that into my version of Starry Night. Okay. Just copy all the textures of that Van Gogh painting. Yeah, man. With all the fucking industry behind it. Yeah. Turn yeah. it into a shirt. You have to. I'll buy that shirt. You spend a whole year just like. Coming up with ideas, but only working on that one picture. <laughs> so, how's the project coming? Good. <laughs> My hair just looks like one of these trees. <laughs> just look like whatever that one meme is, where it's just like the Coomer guy with just black eyes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just like an extra dry Basquiat. <laughs> Just churning out classics. <laughs> just epitaphing myself. Extra dry Basquiat. Yeah. <laughs> That's totally it. <laughs> oh. Then they'll make cheesy uh, queerbait docs about me. Yeah, <laughs> they just might. Queerbait. That's a hilarious word. Yeah. Career bait. It's funny that that's like an insult that they <laughs> that they throw at, at people. Queer bait. It's a, such an epitaph. An epitaph. It is. I'm okay. Queer bait. Quit making me hard. <laughs> Quit queer baiting me. I I don't think I ever knew somebody who was like obviously gay but was covering it up. Uh, yeah, I don't think so either. I feel like that probably would have broken me in terms of like being funny if, if I had uh, found out about that before I was like 20. Right. I just don't think I had the maturity to handle that. I probably would have died. It probably would have been the funniest thing I ever heard of. I think that's true. Then you would like recall all the time you said faggot to them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just like never, and they just never said anything about it. That's like on par with seeing that lady go ass over handlebars. Oh, where was that? Bike. Um, <laughs> it was uh, in the West End behind the Home Depot that was there. Right. I remember this one. Yeah. Very funny. Just ass over handlebars. That is never a position you want to be in. No. In hindsight, she definitely fucked up her shoulder in some way. But it was very funny. Well, that's the thing. It's funny. Funny is funny. It's true. Funny is punching down a lot of the time. Oh yeah, for sure. How's that one?
That's what gravity's all about. Oh yeah, I was gonna <laughs> totally. write something about gratitude and gravity and all that gratitude. stuff in the too hot. I'll get to it this weekend. I look forward to it. That one I like. Gratitude and gravity. I digested it before I before I had the chance to remember to put it out. I just moved on with my life. Look at the size of that piece of driftwood. Oh yeah. That's crazy. That's fucking insane. Fuck. Damn. That's a fairly, like that's not an ancient tree. <laughs> it's a fairly young tree, that's like a hundred year tree. Right. Just came down and got smoothed. Yeah. Man. I'm gonna start going on trips to the mountains and stuff a lot this nice. year. Do some photography for painting projects. And Exploring the country. I might I might even just do some domestic travel to other provinces and see what's going on. You should. Are you still going to Saskatchewan in the summer? Or weren't you gonna? Yeah, I was thinking about it. Probably. I think I might just have weekend trips. Yeah. Well, there's a lot nearby. Yeah. Just sleep on Crown Land even if the you weather's should. nice. Abraham Lake. Yeah. If you can <laughs> if you can just put up with like the first three hours to get you know, clear of Edmonton. Yeah. And beyond, and then it just opens up. Yeah. It's always the city driving when you're trying to get up. It's bad. Yeah. I mean, I practice it every single day. Oh, brutal. <laughs> getting, to, getting out of downtown to work. Fuck. 15 minutes to get to Westmount. Which way do you go to St. Albert? Now, I change over the years. When I first was going, I'd go the 156th Street way. Oh, yeah. So I'd go that way. Well, that was just too crazy, um, around 149th Street, so then yeah. I switched and I go down 124th, and then uh, I'll take the trail. Take the trail. So much construction, and they're doing even more. They're doing like a revitalization of 124th Street now, so <laughs> once again, it's the never-ending construction. It's like a hundred-year-old city already needs to be revitalized. Yeah. I think maybe there was one year where there wasn't construction within two blocks of me. <laughs> I'd be surprised if even if there ever was. But you look at it and it's like, the only thing that hasn't changed <laughs> is all the low rises. Right. I'll warn you, don't even ever bother coming west, like towards my place on 87th Avenue now, where the LRT is being built. Yeah. Last night, I'm pretty sure I was driving in the wrong lane. Like, no, just really? into oncoming. Like, I can't tell what the fuck I'm doing here. <laughs> I just fucking, uh, I'm just hooking a left and getting out of here. Yeah, I have to take the white mud to go to the south side on Tuesdays, and it's okay. just, it gets hung up so oh. on 87th there and 149th. Yo, that's a nightmare scenario. I just get hung up. Why, why that is like that? The other thing I was thinking, too, is like, on white mud, that corner like Terwilliger corner it's like yeah let's build a freeway and then put a fucking 90 degree turn in it. yeah <laughs> yeah that is crazy i the first time i encountered that was at night in the winter and i was like what the <laughs> fuck kind of road is this i'm going to 100 right now yeah. and why is it telling me to do that you're doing 100 and then you see a sign out of the corner of your eye 50 it's like yeah. what <laughs> yeah you can't tell where the fucking hand day is because the angle's all fucked yeah where the hell am i You've just been in a valley for the last like 15 minutes driving 50 <laughs> through construction zones and then 100. Yeah, go. 50. Yeah. 
Stop, start, stop, start. Hook this Ricky right here and turn around. No, oh, man, the, uh, the hand is such a fraud, man. <laughs> what did we get, a year of maybe consistently fast speed around there? Oh, maybe. I'm so often going like 30 past 100 speed sign. <laughs> Crawling. Seeing the detail in other people's faces yeah. as you drive next to them. Yeah. Fuck, Phoenix has like two or three ring roads like that. Yeah, Just, that's crazy. Like that's the way. <laughs> the 101's fucked, got on the 202. Yeah. Well, they're building a ring road. Ring, ring roid. Uh, a hemorrhoid. My uh, ring roids acting up. <laughs> in, uh, in Red Deer. Are they? So they could maybe oh. link all three of the Edmonton, Calgary, and Red Deer ones. Interesting. <laughs> link your fucking ring roids. It's a chain of ring roids. Yeah. <laughs> wave your ring roids. <laughs> yeah. I wave my ring roids. When I was on holiday there, the time was passing so slow. Oh yeah? It really felt like I was on holiday for a year. <laughs> That's awesome. It was pretty awesome. But now that I'm back to work, it's like the day feels like two minutes and regular <laughs> life feels like five minutes. Yeah. And then <laughs> fucking dreams feel like a year. It's very strange. It might be a condition, I don't know. Uh, to have that many dreams. Well, yeah, maybe. But I mean... It seems like you've done, you've you've gone through so many other phases of like eating, whatever else, that like the dreams have been constant. Yeah, pretty much. Like, it's just an endogenous. It's just how you are, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I suppose so. I I don't dream nearly. I don't remember them at all. I think part of it is, is that I still use that sleep app, and I've been using it for the longest time. Okay. And I just try to make sure I get at least sleep uh, six hours of sleep every night. Okay. And that's kind of like, that's also the threshold for whether I'm dreaming or not, if I sleep more than six hours. And I decided that like 10 oh. years ago, who knows what I was thinking when I decided that, but. Six hours doesn't seem like that much. Yeah, but I always exceed it. Mm -hmm. I always get more, but that's right. just my limit. Gotcha. The lower limit for dreaming. Maybe it's the coffee, man. Maybe I'll get off coffee this summer and just become a different person. Yeah, maybe. Well, how long have you been drinking coffee for? Fuck, I bet you 10 years. No, really? Yeah. Yeah, summer 2012. I don't think I ever kept it up for longer than a month. That's awesome. It always seems so harmless, but it's marketed in such a harmless way, you know? I really don't like the gut feeling. I don't mm. like the feeling of, like, peristalsis and needing the shit. <laughs> I really don't like it. See, that's another important point. Is that it really stimulates that? So there might be like just some... I'm going to have to take just like a month off. It's like <laughs> yeah, you might not be able to shit for a while. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like when Clapton had to get off heroin and go work at his uncle's farm or whatever. I yeah. have to do that. <laughs> it's like call my uncle. Can I come work at your house? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm trying to write a romantic novel here about my life. <laughs> Fuck you. Holy shit, that, that guy's fucked up. But maybe he would put me to work. 
You never know. Maybe. <laughs> it's more of an acreage, it's not really a farm. Well, I was going to Florida on Friday, oh, on Monday. Nice. I'm very excited for her and for me. <laughs> <laughs> because the next step is you going. Oh, yes. And staying. And staying. Yeah. Florida. Birthplace of Tom Petty and Leonard Skinner. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I'm not there already. <laughs> I don't know why Jerry's not there permanently. For sure. What else has come out of Florida that's like Limp Biscuit. <laughs> See, this is why you have to go. <laughs> the scene is there. <laughs> oh man, I felt such a connection to Come Town that one episode when uh, Nick and Adam were singing uh, Break Stuff. Oh, I just listened to that recently, I think. Yeah. Break your and so I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> he was out of the loop on that one. Everything is fuck. Everybody sucks. <laughs> you don't really know why, but you want to justify ripping someone's head off. <laughs> I remember being like 10 and thinking that was the coolest thing. I think I've said this before, but then realizing that the people listening to it were in like their mid-20s and like right. way too old to be liking that, that type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just like going nowhere fast. Right. Way too old to have that little emotional control. Yeah. Justify. <laughs> yeah, that... <laughs> that's the that's the coffee life, man. That is the just coffee like, life. Just everything is fuck. That's literally it. <laughs> Everything's fuck until I have my first cup, and then maybe we can talk. And then just everybody sucks. Yeah. But you still don't really know why. Yeah, some that guy on the podcast was also mentioning the core. Like, who knows if it's causation or whatever, but like huge percentage of people with depression are caffeine addicted. No, really? Yeah. That's interesting. I believe it. He told me about some book called Caffeine Blues. And I said what well, I always say when someone recommends a book. I'll check it out. <laughs> hey, I'll check it out. Find almost with dialectics and receipts as like a creative tool like references you almost just need to know they exist and that's enough <laughs> to like reference from oh, and just yeah. like get the gist of it and then when that moment comes and you know it exists and you can like just insert that little bit of knowledge into whatever you're doing <laughs> right. that's all you need you don't need to put a dissertation in the middle of your <laughs> no, exactly. artistic piece like he told me what the book was about yeah and then he said I, I don't need to read the book because I get it now and I can yeah. apply it to my own life and be like yes or no. Yeah. Or some people just like study the book and go to the fucking the talks about the book. <laughs> they're all just talking about that one book. Like, don't you get it? Yeah, don't you get it? Have you heard the book? Have you, have you read the book? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's like where church comes from. Right, exactly. Don't you get it? Don't be you a good it? person. Have you read the book? Can you be a good person for longer than a week? There's nothing wrong with reading books, Julian, but there's only one book that matters. That's the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
a few random book. I don't know if I'll ever read the whole book again. <laughs> I, really, I, really, I really don't fucking... I don't know. If I do, it'll be fiction, and then that'll probably mean I'm reading a lot of fiction at once. Just going nuts on it. Right. Yeah, I guess that's probably it. It's like, it, it could be a work of fiction. That would be all right. I got into some guy who was writing really good novels, and then I completely forgot his name, but it's like, yeah, you can get sucked into a fiction. Yeah. Just, just fine. I find it also, like, kind of co-ops the internal voice as well. Well, oh, totally does. And so that's another thing this guy was talking about was how TV, and you've said this before, like TV is a technology like shuts down your prefrontal cortex. So he's like, when you, when you say you got lost in that movie, like you truly did get lost, like your brain didn't know where it was. Yeah. Which is pretty wild. Welcome to Metaverse, it's coming. I know, and that's, imagine that now. We're removing the distance from the medium yeah. and the, to now. Yeah, you're gonna be Honestly, at times, <laughs> when I look at the fucking, at my pristine timeline, and it's just, it's just an endless scroll of receipts, it feels like that. <laughs> when I gaze upon my pristine timeline. <laughs> it literally feels like there's no gap between like myself and the things I think about and the things I right. write about. And it's somehow still not an echo chamber because it keeps, like, echoing at least upwards. Yeah, because I'm not interacting with any of it. Right. I'm not talking to any of the people. I don't know, like, most of the people. Right. Like, they change avatars and I forget yeah. <laughs> who they are completely. I don't know who this fucking guy is. I only remember the blue check ones and that's why I removed them. <laughs> so it's just noise. It is so funny now, the gap between the blue check and the knot. Oh, yeah. Like, when you see something, like that one I sent where this guy with the blue check was like, people with low character will always be of low character. It's like, <laughs> that's yeah. what you have to say? Yeah. <laughs> a piece of shit is always a piece yeah. of shit. Good oh. timing, sir. Yeah, exactly right. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. My timeline's skewed a little bit into the shit lately. I think there's some... Gotta do some pruning. Yeah, it's necessary. <laughs> what I do is I just get rid of the people who retweet blue checks too much. Right. And that usually fixes it. Or who re retweet gurus because yeah. they act like blue checks. They do the same thing. They do the same thing. They're like blue check light. Yeah, I kind of went off on that Spartan thread that you, that you had said. Oh, yeah, you did. It just, I got... It was good. It was a bit... It's it was just so surfacy. I didn't like it. Right. It's such fucking garbage, man, and there's so many accounts like that where it's like, you know... And the tweets were so long, and I was just waiting for satisfaction, and the yeah. satisfaction is the fucking link to the goddamn... Exactly. Haram harem, as I put it. Haram harem. Harambi harem. Just a bunch of blokes being gay together. That's <laughs> so funny. Haram harem. Yeah. Oh Christ, I didn't get that at first. Because <laughs> now I'm thinking about that that scene in Borat where he's like <laughs> put the cheese in the hole of my haram. <laughs> oh my god. 
Maybe that's the maybe that's the formula, man. They just they send you all these surface level tweets, and you get this inkling that there must be something. Yeah. Oh, I'm like that. I'm like that. I'm like that. I'm like that. A Gumroad PDF. Yeah. The answer. And then they turn around and say what whatever is pseudoscience and other things are stupid and it's just right. they're just dirty macking other accounts basically. <laughs> Subtweeting and dirty macking. That's all it is. Those other guys are idiots. It's a stupid point to make. Here's my stupid point. Yeah. My stupid point's better. My dick's longer. They're just doing the Trump thing. Yeah. Well that that kind of is the, sh the the grift of the whole thing, like even that the whole like anti-racist or whatever. Yeah. It's like, isn't that just the same thing? <laughs> it really is. You're still trying to seize the means of production. Right. Exactly right. Which is literally just like it's just games to step on betas' necks and take their girlfriends, <laughs> which is fine. I engage in those games too. Right, <laughs> it's very fun to <laughs> just yeah. burst someone's bubble when they're trying to talk. Well, basically hitting. Just I I can't stand the energy of people hitting on each other. Like if you're gonna do right. something, then just be genuine. <laughs> Don't fucking do the song and dance. Well, yeah. Was, did you send me that tweet where it was like Doja Cat said that thing? Oh yeah. yeah I was like, what? It's like, is this is this how adults talk? <laughs> I'm, well, I know, like that was, that was like a scene from Entourage, like, if they didn't meet up and, fuck, yeah, <laughs> immediately after that, then something's wrong with Hollywood, right, didn't meet up and sacrifice a baby lamb to Moloch, right, <laughs> drink a few drops <laughs> of each other's blood for ritual purposes, yeah, You see Moloch was on the stage at Coachella? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. God damn. It's like the fucking gap is so close to just closing. Yeah. Like the mooning and shitting is just incredible. The amount of disclosures is crazy. Like just the type of things that people just dismissed out of hand as like right. the worst thing that even Alex Jones wouldn't right. entertain. He's just out in the open now. And Alex Jones literally talked about Moloch and Bohemian Grove on Joe Rogan, like, last year. Yeah. So I was like, okay, fine, fuck it. Let's just put Moloch out in the open. They're never going to believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Moloch. Well, the whole him going to... What's this way? Uh, like, Crestwood neighborhood. Like... Oh, okay. Like, 142nd Street-ish. All right, because we're heading towards the shit again here. We're going into the shit again. Yeah. We could just go up to for an urban, an urban leg. That might be good. I just don't have the shoes for it. Yeah, I know these fair. aren't it. That's fair. I should my hiking boots. I had considered it. That's yeah, all good. Yeah, I'd really rather not fucking struggle. <laughs> this has been going very smoothly. <laughs> At some point, I'll be up for rambles again. And oh, I really yeah. hope this isn't an epitaph because I, I really do feel creaky and tired <laughs> more often than I have in like a oh. long time. But I think it's mainly just a, a consequence of just being back to work after pretty much just lying prone for a week. <laughs> That'll do it. But you have to do that too. Yeah. I mean, I do it maybe twice a year, so oh. maybe I shouldn't be complaining. No. I should do it a little bit more. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's like being up. Sometimes I'll just spend the whole day like inside just standing up. <laughs> just, like eat standing up. Interesting. Watch videos standing up. Yeah, I, I feel that. I, once I got that stand-up desk, my editing productivity went way up. Oh, yeah. I've considered making one of my tables that way. Because once you're finally sick to fucking death of standing, you can then sit down. And then yeah. you get into a different state. It's true. It's like the, I don't know, the kind of zen of wearing suits where, like, you go through the whole ceremony, right. constrict yourself, and then you get the pleasure of letting your tie out and... Mm. Relaxing and then that. downing 10 old fashions and right. assaulting somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, beating your wife. Yeah, drunk driving into signs and mailboxes. I work hard. Yeah, it's crazy because uh, Ian and I were talking about Mad Men and how okay. the main character in it, um, his family lives in Austin, which is like a three hour drive out of New York. Mm. Like, it's still fucking far from Manhattan. Mm. Just considering that that's like his commute every day. No Actually? Wonder. Yeah. Is that made? I think in the character he took, or in the in the show he took the train up there. Three hours every day? Yeah. Is that like made known? Like, is it part of the show? Part um, of the it's assumed because he, he lives in Austin and they say they live in Austin and that's where all the rich people live. It's like a Fuck. super suburb. So the guy gets up at like four in the fucking morning? Yeah. <laughs> Goes into work, finishes work, and then gets home at like eight. Apparently people, like that's how it is <laughs> in New York especially. Even people who live in the city limits because of how slow the, yeah. the traffic is and the public transport, it's like at least an hour to get back home. Fuck. That's just a different, I mean, that's just a different culture. Yeah. I'm complaining about 20 minutes on a bad day. <laughs> of driving your own personal vehicle. Yeah. Not having to smell anybody else. Yeah, it feels like hopefully that, that thing is a thing of the past, but it did generate a lot of money for the world. Well, yeah. <laughs> I did see a meme where it was like alcoholic society, alcoholic society and it, it showed like Rome. It was yeah. like stoner society, and it just showed like some shitty hippie garden. Yeah. And then it was like meth addicted society. It showed New York, <laughs> the Empire State Building and shit. Could have shown like Germany, I guess, but yeah. Could have also shown the South. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's like. I think it might be a consequence of weather a little bit. Totally. You can spread out on the land because it's hot. Get yourself a little plantation. Absolutely. A couple of N-wordlets to do the work for you. <laughs> yeah. This is an enchanted... Uh, it's a nice spot. It'd be nice to see it when it's all green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all green. Like in the late June when it's... Or even later, like August, and it's just the leaves are glowing. Yeah. As much as it would mean it was a like a terrible place to live, in many other countries there would just be people here. Right. <laughs> just either living or like just being here. Right. Just hanging. Yeah. So another thing about traveling that's great is usually places that are worth traveling to are very touristy, but they're touristy because the people are just out. Right. That's the only industry is other people coming in. Yeah. Whereas here it's like, man, oh man, I took the 
I took the back way, let's say, from CBC back to where I was parked by, by Boyle Street. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, you want to talk about people just being intense. Like, it really doesn't get much more... I mean... It's not long before places like this will be over overrun with people like that, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, Boyle Street is very much like California. It's like a it's like a one block skid row. Yeah. It smells exactly the same. <laughs> if you get there in the summer. No. If you're working there in the summer and it's plus thirty, just take a walk through there and that's that's downtown Los Angeles. Fuck. Man, that's crazy shit. It's gotten so much worse and I know it's a cliche, but in the last two years it's gotten so much worse. Yeah. You really do have to be like generationally wealthy to be there. Like generations of family have had to live there. Right. To even have the most modest, stable living. It's like that in most big cities. Right. Yeah, that's... You can get discouraged about the amount of wealth, but you're right, it is generational wealth is the difference. Like... You can't even fucking fathom. <laughs> like decades and hundreds of years of money. Centuries of money. Yeah, even the smallest amount of money. It just helps. Right. Very few places where that's allowed anymore though. You think? Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of places have consolidated it. Places that are stable. I don't know what industry is going to make them explode in the same way as those other places did. Mm. The coastal places. But then again, I feel like a lot of Canadian cities are underutilized and underpopulated. It, well, outside of like New York and LA, like the other parts of the coast, you think? Yeah, because there's, there's tons of American cities that are bigger than any Canadian city. True. And they're like worlds all to themselves. Right. It's worth checking out. Because like, yeah, you, I mean, even like you go to Victoria and the homeless population there is just out of hand. No, is it? Yeah. I've still never been there. I should get there. Maybe in May I'll go. It's worth a go. That's a good time to go too. I was talking to someone at work about it, but Canada really does blend together if you've seen enough of it. <laughs> and it also kind of negates the need to visit other places, especially of like Western Europe. Right. Because Canada is so like vaguely European. Vaguely European. Except it's cleaner than all those places. So it's just preferable to just, like, I'd rather go to Ottawa right now than go to Germany. Yeah. <laughs> just because I've never been to Ottawa. The stairs found us. They did. Should have gone to Ottawa when the convoy was on. <laughs> yeah, just get trampled for the for the walls. Just doing a fucking podcast. <laughs> it would be cool and kitschy to do a moon cast on Rideau Canal. 
Absolutely would be skating. <laughs> Just blitzed out of our skulls. <laughs> Reporting live. From <laughs> <laughs> houses of parliament. <laughs> Mm. Just doing the fucking brain voice, you know, like yeah. those really old, like, English dudes who just are so fucking chewy on their words. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Batman. That's how you know you're in, in, uh, in like first world territory. Questions about what we're doing here? <laughs> Whereas like downtown, there's none of that shit. Questions about the junkie face down on the curb? <laughs> Questions about why this road has been closed for two years? Fuck you. It's amazing how much and how many people have just doubled down on basically mindsets from February 2020. <laughs> I don't doubt it. I, mean, I really think the element's going to surpass the boomers when all is said and done. Oh, it's true. That's a great fucking point. The adamant will carry forth and usurp the boomers in, in the cultural fucking paradigm. Because I really think the, ki the children of the millennials and the zoomers will probably hate society more than any other generation. Because, like, man, our parents are fucking... You know what. That's so true, man. Have you been thinking about that for a long time? That the adamant will usurp the boomers? Or it'll like extend past the boomers? Yeah. It's just everywhere. Like just the amount of people who are just mindlessly consuming content yeah. every single day and informing all their decisions and relationships by that content. Knowing that, it's, that most of it is a lie. Yeah. Or at least knowing enough not to trust it fully, but having no other option. Yeah. When the answer is deep inside, but they don't dare look there. So like in 10 years, children will just be told dismissively by their parents, their distracted parents, to trust the science. <laughs> yeah. Trust the science will become the new mummy's busy. Yeah.
Trust the fucking AI-powered bot who's parenting you in my absence. Yeah. <laughs> Trust the bot. Trust the pipettes we're finding in your bed every night. <laughs> Trust the bots. One thing about the driving life is I just have no excuse to walk down this path. I don't know, why would you? And it always, like, <laughs> it looks perfectly pleasant. Like, there's something yeah. about this road that just always seems so nice to me. But I think it's a function of the speed you're driving down it. It's true. <laughs> I'm assuming. I mean, it's, it's all right. Yeah. It's got well, some nice houses. Yeah. But we are going to get down to 101st Ave there where they've, like, Lit it so dramatically that it seems like a fairy tale. <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> yeah, I guess we are. Like the, just the amount of times, because you have to drive 50 down there. The amount of times I've just been in various states of adamant driving down there. Just <laughs> getting uh, enchanted by the, by the lights and the trees. I remember once there, like, Alish Hemsky had a friend who lived across the street from Lenora School there. Oh, really? And driving by, you'd see his Lamborghini parked there. Fuck. Every now and then. Just wanted to knock on the door and tell them that not everybody listens to the media. <laughs> I love you, Alish. Just knock on the door and go, shoot, Hemsky, fuck! <laughs> shoot! Jim Madison says you should shoot. <laughs> yeah. I don't really listen to a Jim Matheson yet, I don't like. Yeah. This is wild, this is one dwelling. No, is it? I think. I feel like owning a home is so far away from like possibility <laughs> in my life. I think I, I think I should think that and I refuse to. I just have this fucking ridiculous that I will own something like this in my lifetime. I think my my whole thing is I don't I don't ever see myself living in Interesting. But, but I can see myself owning a home somewhere that wasn't like just on a street. Yeah, I mean arguably you could put that much money into some other investment that would be way less risky. Yeah. Or like Like, houses just seem like such a fucking hassle sometimes. It really does. It's a, it's a life sentence. It's a life sentence. That's why they call it a mortgage. Like, I have to, uh... Like, it, w it really would depend on, like, my family structure and, like, partnerships and shit. Like, yeah, for sure. Doing it by myself would be mm -hmm. something I, I'm working towards, but I think it would be very fucking difficult. Like, certainly I'd want to do it before... I'm like meant to be the leader of a family or whatever right. just to get the practice in, but it <laughs> seems like an absolute piece of shit at the time <laughs> to, to deal with the accountants and the lawyers and realtors and the bankers. Yeah, I mean... And then be. the 30-year sentence. Well, yeah, exactly. Memento mortgage. <laughs> Remember to pay your fucking mortgage on time. Yeah. I don't know, and some people make it look so so easy, like we went over to visit Lindsay. 
yeah. and Brett, and they, they own two houses and they rent the other one out. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like, I mean, that just seems like, but really it was like, what, a couple meetings and just a shitload of money and That seems like the best way the to step into it is to buy a property and rent it out, like, yeah. for that purpose, just to, like, expand your, your spending capacity, basically, your net worth. Because in theory, if you did it right, you then retire and that place would be paid off. Yeah. If you were charging the red rent. It is a distinct mindset, though. It is. Because I've talked to a lot of people about that, and lots of people just don't understand why, why you buy a house and not live in it. Wow. A lot of people don't understand a lot of things. It is true. It's, uh, it's one of those things where you're, oh, there's some kind of concert going on here. Oh, nice. Love to see it. Yeah, it's good. That live setup looks hurting. <laughs> just a big green light. Two PAs just blasting people. <laughs> you want, you, it's art. I pray he has an absolute wizard at the fucking sound desk where people are getting fucking <laughs> permanent hearing damage. Yeah. Like, like maybe doing a little bit of work on the different frequencies on yeah. the fader, not just fucking push the master. Yeah. Someone's gonna hear a spiky E for the last time in their life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That neuron is dead. Yeah. A spiky E. That's my one thing, because I was looking at like places like that who do like live shows. Mm -hmm. I really don't think it's worth it. Like, there's a romance to playing shitty rooms. But yeah. I think there's a floor to shitty rooms where you're not doing it wow. for anything. And especially in a place with sprawl like this. Like, I've done a shitty... I've played a restaurant before, and it's mm -hmm. just... It's not a musical environment at all. <laughs> it really sucks, actually. Like, nobody hears what they want to hear. No, I mean, that's half of it. You have to just... It can't be you because you can't not see it that way. Like, yeah, it's just like some drunken buffoon could get up there and play whatever. Like the guy yesterday outside the, uh, the arena playing playing Smash Mouth on his acoustic guitar. <laughs> like I think there needs to be at least a stage. Yeah. A step, a soapbox, something. It needs to like you need to be in some way abstracted from the floor, or else you're doing something else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the stage really is like the bare minimum. Yeah. Yeah, I've been on some fucking, like, three-by-three three stages <laughs> in the corner of a room. That's when you... That's when you know your epitaph. <laughs> that's when you know your epitaph. It's like when people play live at Uncle Glenn's and they just, like, move a couple tables out of the way. Yeah. Everybody, Curtis, what's your last name? Curtis. Yeah. Like, that's where cover music lives. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the only thing you can do. You can't just fucking run an original song in that situation. <laughs> it's already an unsavory situation. You gotta fucking... You gotta play to the ear of the audience and just right. pray that they know what you're on about. You can't be pulling out any key changes. God, no. Every so often, the spirit rises within me to, to, to play live, and then I just... It gets beaten down again, because it's like, ah... I don't know. I don't think it's for me. I really think the placement is a part of the performance and there's mm. an art to it. Right. 
I've only got it right once or twice at a party situation or at somebody's house. Right. Most people just don't have houses that are made for music. <laughs> what would that require in your mind? A parlor. Right. A place where you sit where there's no TV. <laughs> and there's a reason that there's no TV. Right. Because it's a place that you sit. There's a lot of tautologies on this <laughs> on this podcast. On this it's podcast. Uh, it is the moon cast after all. It is true. But yeah, there's something about parlors, and I think parlor music was one of the root forms of music that turned into popular music. Mm. Rocking in the parlor. Remember that ACDC song before Bon Scott? Rocking in the parlor? I think I heard it once, I didn't pay it much mind. Was no. that when the other brother was still in the band? Oh, could have been. George, is George. it? George. The parlor, huh? So that's like a... Interesting. A room for sitting with some kind of central opening? Yeah, usually where like a fireplace would be or... Right. Even something as simple uh, as a boot room. Right. Oh, there's a there's a lot of mythology around the for sure the parlor setup and the basically the the home had so much more life before um, TVs and all that, the technology invaded it. Mm. Maybe the metaverse will create that kind of that space again. For a while, it was people's like desktops that would be mm. kind of the spiritual center of the. <laughs> That's probably the first. That's probably the first optimistic take on the metaverse that's ever been said on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it could revamp the parlor. Maybe. It's possible. Yeah. Well, that's the only way I'd ever get into it. Like literally, my plan <laughs> is to get into fucking like. Korean bureaucratic situations and just like <laughs> just drop a song on them right 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 and then get banned and then shake up the VPN and try again <laughs> get some calls from China yeah because <laughs> uh, I was thinking like Again, th- this guy on the podcast was all about like the meditation and deprogramming and all this shit, but his reasoning was like, there's these elites that want us dead. Yeah. It's like, if every take is just that morbid shit, then like if the metaverse is just only bad, then that then it will be only bad. Yeah. I could have 100% still been on Facebook, participating in life and enjoying my life as it is now. Right. But... I knew as soon as the the boomers got on it that they were going to bring that counterculture bullshit with them, and they fucking did. That wigger BS. And everywhere that's not Facebook, honestly, is so much better than Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Facebook really does suck. Mainly because the boomers don't know how to use the other platforms. (laughs) Yeah, could be. They just expose, they just fucking epitaph themselves on Twitter daily. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever that one doctor is at Edmonton who's always tweeting, oh, yeah. we were just reaming him out. He finally got COVID and he, fuck, he said, 
I was on the train, I had my mask on the whole time. Here's the line. I snuck a few slices of apple under my mask. Oh my god. Fuck. <laughs> yes. Very scientific. Very scientific. You are a doctor, aren't you? God damn, that's funny shit. <laughs> like you're completely lost at that point. Well, you're not even on the. You're not. Yeah, exactly. You're that's, completely lost. That's ridiculous. And then you're mad that somebody gave you COVID. It's like, wow. come on, buddy. <laughs> come on, man, give me a break. Like that. That that's the the conclusion that people come to. That like that's a reason for thinking that the that just people want other people dead. I really don't think the the elites give a fuck. No, the elites don't. And that's like my whole thing is just to live without fucking giving a shit what anybody is exactly. doing. Exactly. Not caring about remembering people's names who you're never gonna meet again. <laughs> because that's it. If you build if you're always building it into a narrative to give yourself meaning for how you act, then you're always gonna lose. Yeah. That's one thing I didn't get about the whole Jordan Peterson clean your room thing. Like, for what? Yeah. For who? Right. Like, you needed to clean your room, sir. Yeah, it's very obvious. Yeah, you're, yeah, that's true. You're the one out there yelling at everybody. But then I just realized that I wasn't, I wasn't his audience and I moved on. Yeah, fair enough. Jordan. I'm not a clean room person. My room was clean when I was a child, and I populated it. My room is populated, <laughs> not <Yeah>. messy. <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, fuck this. Like, I know where everything is. It, there's, like, this right. underlining, <laughs> this underlying thing, like, where, like, your room is messy, so your life is a mess, and you don't know how to, like, get through. But I know fucking every inch of my fucking room. I put everything where they Exactly where, where it I is. want it, yeah. But then you, I mean, I guess then you could say, well, it's, it's not, right, it's not messy, it's not dirty. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But you're right, there's that kind of Christian, like, orthodox or, like, external father figure coming down on you, and then, like, you just have to internalize that for yourself. Yeah. Like, dad's mad. Yeah, it's like, mad. you didn't suffer, so it's not clean. Right. And I, I, I don't view the world that way. Well, no, and I had to go through all that bullshit with him, and then to finally realize, oh, it's just another fucking grift. Yeah. I mean, it was one of the more benign, I guess, grifts, but... It was very Canadian. <laughs> yeah, it sure was. Like, you felt like maybe there's an impact happening, but when you really thought about it, there was nothing. Right. When you really thought about it, there was nothing happening. I guess that's the key, is, like, it's... It's fine if he wants to just, like, go out there and do that, but, like, you can't... You can't take any one person seriously. <laughs> no. And it's weird how seriously people took him. He wears a suit, okay? He talks like this. His inflection goes down like this, like that one time when your dad was very mad at you. <laughs> totally that. 
and you don't understand and you'll never understand because what the hell do you know? <laughs> you stupid little fucking piece of shit. I hate you. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> that was kind of the, <laughs> the logical end of that. Yeah. I guess the logical end was... <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even study the classics. <laughs> Remember when there was that like speakeasy here for like a yeah. million years? And they never got that off the ground. That's sad. I was like, I was a child thinking like, oh yeah, when I'm an adult, yeah. I'm gonna go to the speakeasy. After I go to an Oilers game, I'll go in there. Yeah. Just never saw a person go in or out of it. <laughs> I'm gonna be in there. Yeah. And the one day the windows are boarded up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be in there for sure. <laughs> Yeah, what a shame because it's a like a pretty good location. Yeah, it's probably gonna end up being condos. It'll be another one of these. Equathon. <laughs> what? Equathon. Sad. Many such cases in this city. Just, <laughs> just you just know that was a marketing firm that came up with El Corazon. And they said it in the meeting, El Corazon. <laughs> totally. So uh, we're going to talk about El Corazon today. They all had brown leather briefcases. Yeah. El Corazon. And they like flip their hair while they're saying Corazon every time. El Corazon. Yeah, they figure they just say it enough, it'll just... <laughs> I'm really excited about... They start doing the head nod. Yeah. El Corazon. Yeah, we're like we're really excited about it. We think it's a great location. <laughs> and then the, the end is a sign on the building that nobody fucking goes into. <laughs> yeah. Get it? Because it's the corner. Yeah. I respect this woman just running across the street in high heels. What? This woman just running across the street in high heels. <laughs> just going for it. There's a story there. Yeah. She came out of El Corazon. She's a... Uh... This place fucking sucks! <laughs> Get me out of here! <laughs> uh, it's just a corner! Yeah. Fuck. Interesting. <laughs> it's just a corner. It's gay hipster bullshit. <laughs> do you see us? Yes, you do. I also thought I was going to go to this dentist shop when I grew up. For sure. I'll for sure Just go like there. so practical. It just the few landmarks within like three, three blocks. <laughs> We're going to be my whole world. It'll be great because Ian's place is right over there and I yeah. can just go to the dentist. <laughs> yeah, and I just end up renting a place as a right now. <laughs> just a couple blocks further down. Totally. And consuming none of this area. None of this bullshit. I've never even been to the high street. I've been to Urban Diner That's once. hilarious. Original Joe's once. Just no interest at all. Oh, fuck. That is funny. You want to walk on the street or on the sidewalk? Yeah, I'll walk on the street. Alan Gee and Associates. Although there is something about being on foot because I couldn't have told you that these four units were here. Like just from driving by. 
Yeah, it's true. That's because you're panicking that somebody doesn't know that there's two turning lanes there and they're gonna fucking the great, change lanes into you. That was a great point. And then you're like, fuck, I have to get down to 50 here. Don't get, don't, don't speed, don't speed. Yeah. But yeah, it's block like, blocks like this in all of Menorah that when I was driving through Los Angeles, I was like, holy fuck, it's exactly the same. <laughs> really, eh? Only the trees were different. Like, just shit like this? Like, just yeah. mid? <laughs> infill homes. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly that. Just mid-side street living. Yeah, I got, I had super dark for a long time because of it. Cool. Speaking of forgetting those turning lights. Yeah. I have fucking guts. <laughs> Gotta respect that, just keeping the Jaguar, letting the rest of the house go. Yeah, man, that's gonna be me one day. <laughs> just to like a, a car made for touring. <laughs> this is one of those like sedans that are called Grand Touring, except I'll actually tour. Nice. He's on tour. <laughs> when we went, <laughs> when Driftwood got into that film festival in Red Deer and me and Shane went, and then Faisal took the bus and came later, yeah. and Faisal shows up just so fucking high. And he's like, this is awesome. I took the bus down to Red Deer. The film's playing. I just feel like being, I'm on tour, bitch. <laughs> and the waitress is like right behind him. He's like, oh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> just like recklessly fucking high out of his mind. Oh, man. That's one thing I think would be awesome about being an actor is just everything outside of filming. Like, <laughs> you did your job. You got paid. Yeah. And you can just keep doing that. Your job is just to be stoked until, like, the release yeah. cycle's over. It would be a lot of fun. Just stay stoked. Just stay stoked. Stay lit. Then you just parlay that, that high into the next auditions. <laughs> Grease up the knee pads, you know? <laughs> Secure yeah, well, Exactly right. I just really love what they've got going on over there. <laughs> Just grow a little bit redder every every campaign. <laughs> for sure. Either a little redder or a little more of the other gender. Yeah. Like Brad Pitt is just gonna be Helen Mirren in the next fucking movie you see. Yeah, he's gonna star in El Corazon. <laughs> Aging trans hitman El Corazon returns for one last hit. <laughs> they took my fucking Cars coming here. They took my fucking balls. <laughs> they took my fucking balls and I'm here to get them back. <laughs> Starring Liam Neeson and Brad Pitt. <laughs> Little pissy pants, Liam Neeson. Yeah. I pissed my fucking pants. <laughs> I think he just goes commando. He must. Because did you see that? You heard that other Come Town episode where there's that Liam Neeson movie where he's naked and running around? Yeah. His dick is just down to his knee. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just watching it just like over and over, like getting weird. <laughs> it's just such a perfect body. It's like, okay. 
But you go commando too in that situation. Of course, I, sure. I would think. Piss, pissing is the biggest obstacle of going commando. Yeah. I tried it. Because one drop and you're hooped. Yeah. One drop and you've pissed yourself. I tried it in linen pants. <laughs> linen pants. It was very much an accident. Big black spot on my pants. <sighs> just, just, just walking like this for a while. <laughs> just doing some weird fucking masking. <laughs> oh, hi, Emily. Yeah. Just fucking. Hey. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> One time, Doug and I were just on an all-night bender, and we went and smoked weed, and then it was like seven, eight in the morning, and I ripped my pants, just clean, the whole crotch ripped. <laughs> I had to walk home through two different school zones oh, yeah. at prime kid drop-off time. <laughs> so, like, nothing you can do is not weird at that point. Yeah. It's like, what, like, like holding <laughs> your shit together? <laughs> Can't walk too slow to make no. it seem like you're creeping up. Right. You can't walk too fast to seem like you're gonna fucking whisk one away. Right, exactly. <laughs> can't yeah, can't walk with your legs together, that's weird. Can't like can't walk with one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Like you just have to do the fucking like head on a rail thing. For sure. <laughs> just, just tense up your neck. Yeah. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. And just having that nice layer of just fresh paranoia. There's this, there's this one scene in Mad Men that really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, but it's one of the characters. He, he's divorced and he like he's left with uh, his dog and he doesn't want the dog. Okay. He's just annoyed by it. But he, so he just like late at night he just lets it out of the building and like just walks away from the door while the dog's just waiting at the door. Fuck. And he just has that like tense neck like walk going. And nice. I, like, I lose it every time. It's so funny. <laughs> Seems like a good move. Just fucking. That is, that is what you have to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, don't look back. Whatever that uh, Greek myth is. The Morpheus or something like that. Oh. Coming back from the underworld and looked back and then he lost the love of his life. Oh, shit. That's it, isn't it? Just keep it locked. Keep it locked. Oh, we're going this way. <laughs> I've decided. <laughs> Divorce coach. <laughs> okay. Divorce coach. Divorce coaching. God damn, what an epitaph. Call him little dick. <laughs> you're gonna get in there and you're gonna call him little dick. Here we fucking go. Here we go. Look him in the fucking eyes. You can fucking do it, Karina. Come on, Karina. You're an animal. <laughs> <laughs> Just pacing up, pacing out in the front lawn. Let me hear it, yeah. little day. Yeah. Come on. I'm not shrinking, <laughs> little day. <laughs> okay. Then having to do a press conference after. Well, you know, I thought she got in there good, and uh, she called him little dick, and uh, <laughs> she went with a game plan, and uh, slow replays of her looking like Leo in Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> 
<laughs> Crow Magnum. <laughs> you're gonna say Billy Rick until you're cramming it down. You're fucking fat! <laughs> yeah. Choke on little dick! Choke on little dick! Swallow it! <laughs> yeah, anyway, I thought, uh, I thought we did a lot of good things out there today. Uh, really got under his skin with a little dick. If you could say there was one attribute about the performance that that led to you uh, losing this divorce, what would that well, be? I don't know. I think everything. If you could uh, describe the size of it. <laughs> well, I think you can describe the size of it. <laughs> Why are you being so pissy? I'm giving you an answer. Every time you pull out your little dick and piss on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like divorce paparazzi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, this is a bit we stumbled on in the very last minutes of this podcast. Divorce coach, as done by the mainstream media. Yeah. I think that's pretty much what's going on with the Johnny Depp situation. Oh, fuck. That's the Johnny Depp of the matter. Johnny Bull's death. I think that's the only episode that Ian's listened to, which is hilarious. Johnny Ball's death? Yeah, just the absolute worst bit that's ever come out of this fucking podcast. <laughs> Even worse than um, Pontius Penis. <laughs> Pontius Penis was a winner. <laughs> Don't ever speak against that. <laughs> Johnny Ball's death. I forgot about that. Which one was that on? Um, that was when we went to the Rainbow Campground and rambled oh. in the southwest there. Right. The corn moon? Big corn energy? Maybe. We got lost a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. You just have so many liberal reflexes, you say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was he racist? Was he racist? Was he racist? Did he say, did he say faggot? <laughs> <laughs> this is the only Oh, that was a classic. This podcast is great. It's the best. I really enjoy it. I wish, like... It was real. That's what yeah, he said last exactly. time. exactly. I wish I could share it with people. Oh, I know. People understood. But, like, that would mean explaining come down. <laughs> exactly. Which would also mean, like, backpedaling out of a fucking criminal charge, probably. Yeah, pretty much. Accosting people by just with the description of the, just with the title of the show. Right. And it's that's called come down. Wait, wait, wait. Say it again? Yeah, wait. Wait, 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 wait. It's purposely oh, named. Let me show you the logo. Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. fuck. <laughs> okay, let me show you a picture of the three guys that are in it. Okay, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> Some of them, oh, they have bits on their Instagram. Oh, shit, shit, shit. <laughs> yeah. Let me show you the guy's Twitter. Ah, oh, shit, shit, shit. <laughs> Just a clip of the Chinese guys waiting for the basketball players. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> yeah, there's really no going back. Or there's no going forward with this podcast in some sense. Yeah. I, I have put a good effort into thinking about how you could like edit things for mass production in terms of like dialectics and all those and it's not possible. The only thing right. I can think of is if we figure out a way 
to harvest them for other projects that are a lot more <laughs> realistic. I think that's it. It has to be a breeding ground for something else. Yeah, just cannibalize it. Right. Which I guess is what a lot of things are when you look at the roots of what certain ideas are. Media products and songs and movies. Just like somebody working out something very divergent and eventually just having to get realistic and boil it down. I think that's it. This is kind of just like the fucking, I don't even know what you want to call it. It's like the, it's the equivalent of your dreams in a way. Yeah. It's what keeps the receipts rolling. Right. It's also very hygienic in some ways, like to just get it all out. Yeah. Like to just say the dumbest shit. Because we all have, we have to go to our jobs or our personal relationships with a, with a lot more care and attention and like yeah, focus. Definitely. To be able to do this for a few hours a month. Without having to say like, what do you mean when you say that? <laughs> There's millions of times where I have no idea what you're really talking about. I just say, yeah. Yeah, for of sure. Of course. You just gotta get through it. You gotta <laughs> end the walk. Right. You just yes and the bit for, for the rest of your life. Yeah. On this podcast. Yes and. And then the universe yes ands back at you. Well, that's the best part. You tap into a vein. There's few things more satisfying than something you talked about with your friends coming up in like in some kind of zeitgeisty form. I know. That's gonna fucking flatten someone's tire. Yeah, what was that? I don't know. Of metal or some shit. <laughs> I kind of think I should pick it up, honestly. Okay. I don't want to fuck somebody up. It's a conscientious guy right there, folks. It's like someone's dipstick or something. Oh, shit. If I didn't kick it on the road, I probably would have left it, but... Right. Oh, oh you kicked... Oh, I see. <laughs> Get this piece of shit out of here. I stepped on it and it flew onto the road, so... Ah. You gotta take responsibility. Yes, you do. Yes, they do. I'm just gonna grow old and turn into Hayao Miyazaki, just standing outside my building, sweeping the sweeping the road while some pimple-faced <laughs> journalist asks me about dialectics. I'm just trying to sweep the sweep the road, man. Yeah. I'm 80. I'm 80. I figured it all out decades ago. Yeah, what, what would you, what, what were you talking about when you were talking about Moloch? <laughs> oh, Moloch? When you said Moloch, my balls. What <laughs> yeah. did you mean by that? Right. Is there a deeper meaning there? <laughs> I 
if Patrick was still alive, what do you think he'd say about this? <laughs> <laughs> After I fucking Don Simpson myself. <laughs> oh man, we gotta have a fucking Florida period of Don Simpson. Oh, it's happening, dude. I sent I sent you that picture of my dad and his friend in Florida. Like yeah. that, we have to get there. That's the vibe. I'll find my equivalent high of, of like alcohol. I'll just like start doing edibles, Joey Diaz style or something. Just be completely strung out. Nice. And just broadcast from the fucking bayou. Just drinking that fucking crappy American beer, the Youngling or whatever Yangling. Every time we're there, Fun my dad goes. In. <laughs> You know this is the oldest brewery in America? <laughs> You'd think they'd make better beer. Yeah. Your beer is good. You can't beat me. <laughs> Stop drinking! Stop drinking! Stop drinking! We are brothers of the Youngling Tempo! The only Tracy Morgan joke I remember from when we saw him 10 years ago was like stopping at a red light when the high school students were crossing the road. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now that I realize that, I'm not going to finish the bit, but that's all I remember. It's his entire set he got cancelled for like a month later. That's wild. And then they sent the Walmart truck after him. Yeah. He's actually, fuck, now that I think, he's coming here again. Oh, is he really? He's playing the River Cree. That's hilarious. If I'd we go, go see him. If we go, we can't drive. I told you about that scenario. Because he just gets stuck in the parking lot after. Oh, yeah. We'll just leave the car parked on the side of the white mud with the flashers on and walk in. <laughs> Podcasting. Yeah. Reporting live from the River Cree Casino. <laughs> the closet hut somewhere in fucking Enoch. It would be a pretty good time to just go see him and then just go sit in a VLT and smoke a stogie. Yeah, <laughs> it would. I don't think I've ever been to a casino, like actually had a casino experience. Oh, really? I've walked through a couple, but I've never actually done anything in one. I think it's pretty overrated. Like, you're just there to spend money. But right. you can smoke. If you're I do it to smoke stogies. Right. I'm saying we just find a table and smoke stogies. When we saw Kim Mitchell there one time, just so hammered, and the drummer was like, clearly like an outcast from the band because he was just in the bar by himself after. No, oh, really? <laughs> and Keith and I were just so hammered trying to talk to him. He's like, yeah, well, really cool, guys. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, boy, what's it like, man? Fuck, man. <laughs> On the road with Kim Mitchell, man. Fuck. Yeah, you know, it's, I mean, he's a professional, and it's, it's good. <laughs> Fuck, man. Good thing I didn't play the drums at that point. I would have been even more insufferable. <laughs> if and when this November project comes together, there's going to be a tour next summer. Oh, nice. It's going to happen. I think you got it, man. Just force yourself upon the world. Who gives a shit? Yeah. What we'll it thinks. Book a tour. Book a tour. Play shows. Josh Carson's band can open for you. Yeah. <laughs> Just record every show. Release an album of live recordings. I mean, really. can. you have the technology and the know-how.
And then you can get the groupies. Yes, but that's what you do it for. Uh, I don't know. I wonder what the state of groupies is like these days. Probably the same. Underage. Right. And scared. Once yeah. they realize what it actually is. <laughs> yeah. Not, not exactly desirable. <laughs> it's what, that's the one thing you find out about most things involving things like groupies. Right. And it's really not desirable people. It's just the people who are procuring them are perverts. That's totally it. As we know, you get more than two people together, it's a pervert situation. Yeah. Haram harem. <laughs> in your haram. Put the cheese in the hole of my haram. <laughs> you mean the man who wanted to put the cheese in the hole of my haram? Was <laughs> gay, man. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> uh. Yeah. A lot of options for titles on this episode. For sure. Haram Haram is pretty For a good like 15 years, that movie was my only source of knowledge on Jewish people in Israel. <laughs> it was the only thing I knew. And then what? Anything, did anything change? No, not really. <laughs> Adam Friedland? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Learned that some of them can't grow their hair out or they look weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't really... I don't really know anything about it. I do remember one time in like grade 12, Mr. Lina just explained the entire Middle East conflict really well. I was like, oh, really? hmm. I okay. I think it was in grade seven or grade eight, they had like an English class. We had like a Passover thing and one of the mm. Jewish people in my class brought like matzah and I just like, I was way too hormonal to absorb any of that knowledge. <laughs> You're just hoping the one tit might pop out. Yeah, just walking boner for 10 years. <laughs> I'm very glad those times are over. Well, yeah, you, have, you can't live that way. Ain't living long like that. It was like having epilepsy. <laughs> it is true. You kind of take it for granted. I'm like... I've got myself under control. It's like, no, you're slowly dying. <laughs> it's like the atrophy of those hormones. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like, that was your body telling you to impregnate a woman and start a family. Man, if things speed up, if enough six-month-olds get shots and the research rolls on, maybe we'll be <laughs> in our mid-40s and they have the technology to roll us back a good 10 years and keep us there. I mean, it's possible. Just keep you right in the sweet spot. Yeah. We'll be at this age forever. Just constantly pulling my shirt down so my gut's not out. <laughs> but your knees are still in decent shape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, good shit, man. All right, folks. Thank you for listening. Good shit, as always.